Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, December 6, 2022. Stand up for your country. So times are tough. I mean, we all know that. Um, even for the affluent in America, yeah, they can get by and they'll live pretty much the way they always lived. But for the working men and women and the poor, boy, it's devastating times. Yet most poor Americans vote for the people who have imposed the tough times upon them. And a lot of working class people do too. And it is always rattling around my mind, how much pain do we have to suffer before people start to wise up? And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Here's the essential problem so that you understand it. The Democratic Party spends trillions of dollars unnecessarily. Since Biden has been in office less than two years, $5 trillion in spending added to the national debt and to the budget. $5 trillion in less than two years. Unsustainable. What does that mean? It means that the economy is going to collapse if this continues because we don't have the money. The United States doesn't have the money. So we print more money 
and that brings down the value of the money in circulation. That's inflation. Yet 90% of Americans don't understand it and won't take the time to learn it. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm sitting here going, how many people are you going to vote for on the liberal side that are absolutely going to continue this? So Warnock will likely win today in Georgia. Okay? He's almost a communist, this guy. That's how extreme left he is. Yet all the networks are behind him, Slash and Walker, not even mentioning any negatives on the Warnock side. And, you know, and then people are sitting there at home watching this stuff. They don't know. So there comes a point where Americans working and poor, we're just going to have to go into insolvency. They're not going to be able to pay the rent. And we have food insecurity now in many places where people can't feed their children because they don't have enough money. Because everything that they had two years ago has gone up 40 <clears throat> percent. I mean, and I'm not exaggerating here, not everything, but a lot of stuff. So there's a new Gallup poll out, 1,822 adults. OK, um, very simple poll. Have recent price increases caused any financial hardship for you and your household? Yes, 55% of the nation. 55%. Yet the midterms weren't a repudiation of the people who have brought this on the country. Two years ago this time, everybody was singing a song. Economy was robust, no inflation. Okay? So this isn't an opinion. Second question is uh, that severe hardship affecting your ability to maintain your current standard of living. Okay, no, my standard of living is going down. It's a severe hardship, 13%. So maybe that's the problem, that the pain that's being inflicted on us hasn't reached the point where most people's standard of living has changed. And you know why? Because they can credit everything. So whatever you used to buy, you still buy and put it on a credit card, but your debt mounts and mounts and mounts, just like the U.S. debt mounts and mounts and mounts. And now we've got another thing coming. We've got to refurbish our military in the Pacific to deal with China. That's going to cost hundreds of billions of dollars. We have to. So that's coming. You, th- you think that that Biden administration would know it's coming and then start to cut back in other places. Yeah. They throw... Tens of millions of dollars around like they were quarters. Yet again, continue to vote for this. Um, yes, they think they're voting their own self-interest because of the entitlements they may get back. Now, COVID, yes. I mean, we, we all know that COVID devastated everything in this country. And Trump and Biden, and Trump was a big spender, by the way. He's a very big spender. But not at the Biden level. And Trump and Biden had to pass these, sign these bills that gave Americans financial relief. Okay. But you don't do that continually. This Inflation Reduction Act is absurd. Is the amount of wasteful spending, spending that goes into the pockets of private corporations to develop green stuff, is in 
the billions, heavy billions. Nobody knows it. They don't pay attention to the Inflation Reduction Act. You go out on the street, I guarantee you, you ask 10 people with the Inflation Reduction Act, no one will know. Okay, so we're heading for Armageddon here in the next. If the Democrats win the presidency in 24, there will be a collapse. Okay, that's the memo. Now, Biden goes off to Arizona today. No reason why. No reason at all. Because the hotspot is Georgia, but the Georgia Democrats don't want him there. <laughs> because he would take votes away from warning. So he goes to Maricopa County, Phoenix, to do nothing. I mean, they're unveiling some green thing there. Okay, good. He didn't have to go there. Now, this costs us, the taxpayer, millions of dollars for him to go and come back. But an interesting question was asked by Peter Ducey of Fox News. Roll the tape. Why, why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there are more important things going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. <laughs> what a bunch of bull. All right. So Phoenix is about, I don't know, 120 miles away from the border. Easy helicopter ride. They don't want to go to the border. Why? Because that brings attention to the border. And Biden will never go to the border. I shouldn't say that. They might be forced to, but he hasn't gone because it'll bring attention to the catastrophe of the border. But at least Ducey would ask questions like that. I mean, you think every White House car is, no, they don't care. All right, this Twitter thing in Biden. So once again, uh, the Democratic Party's allies, the corporate media, with the exception of Fox News, um, they rallied around to suppress the Elon Musk story. So the Elon Musk story essentially is that Twitter suppressed information before the 2020 vote that would have hurt Biden. So now the mainstream media is suppressing the suppression. It was asked again by a Fox News correspondent, um, why or what does Biden think about it? Go. That is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform and uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this. And uh, it's a very alarming and very dangerous. All right, so you see the strategy there. We're not going to mention the suppression of the Hunter Joe Biden story, we the White House. Every time you ask about it, we're going to tilt off into there's hate speech on Twitter and we condemn it. See, this is called spin. That's what they do. All right. They being the media people in the White House. But they're not the big spinners. There's a group uh, in K Street in Washington, D.C., a Democratic group. It's actually a few of them that every morning holds a conference call and then they give directions to the news agencies and other people on how to deal with certain stories. But it was clear that Jean-Pierre had been coached. If you're asked about the Twitter suppression Elon Musk story, this is what you do. You say, ah, it's old news and nothing new there. 
but Twitter is full of hate and we're going to see, that's how it works. All right. So Trump hurt himself again for the, what, 10,000th time by saying that the election of 2020 uh, was so fraudulent and so fixed that steps have to be taken to reinstall him as president, even if those steps negate some parts of the Constitution. That's essentially what he said. So that was not received well. And then he realized that that was not a good thing to say. So he's issued a clarification. And here it is. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude. Okay, I'm sorry. I was reading the, uh, the original statement that I told you about. Here is the repudiation of the original statement. The fake news is actually trying to convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, just like Russia, 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 and all the other hoaxes and scams. What I said was that there is a massive and widespread fraud and deception, as has been irrefutably proven in the 2020 presidential election. Steps must be immediately taken to right the wrong, unquote. Okay, that's essentially what he said, but then he brought in the Constitution. The quote was, um, this fraud allows for termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. He can't, can't say that. But the essence of what Trump was getting at was, I don't think his repudiation statement was dishonest. He just left out the part that he shouldn't have had there in there in the first place. All right, finally, on the Biden front, Kirstie Alley's died. Now, why am I linking actress Kirstie Alley with Joe Biden? I will tell you in a minute. 71 years old, died from cancer. She's most famous from Cheers. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. A decent boss would give me a second chance. I'll tell you something, I... Don't say a guy would. I wasn't going to say a guy would. But he would. (laughs) All right. I'll give you another chance. All right, thank you. Thank you. But I want to make something very clear. Okay. You've just got one chance left. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, again in baseball ease, it's the bottom of the ninth. You've got two outs, two strikes, and no balls. (laughs) <laughs> all right one of the most successful television shows of all time now kirstie alley was conservative 
and a Trump supporter. So um, I was pleased to see some very nice obituaries of her today, but she'll be gone tomorrow forever because the Hollywood establishment turns on any performer or producer or writer who is not an ardent liberal, not just, uh, you know, a kind of independent liberal. You got to be an ardent liberal. You want to work out there. And I can prove that 87,000 ways when it comes to me myself. Okay, let's go into crime. Um, people don't know this. this is just why I'm doing this segment. So one of the reasons that we're paying more for products in America is because of crime. All right, some stats for you. So retailers on average last year saw a 27% increase in shoplifting and things like that, 27%. Eight in 10 retailers surveyed reported that violence and aggression associated with incidents increased in the past year as well. So not only is it shoplifting, but it's scaring off employees from working in the, in the uh, retail stores. 37% of retailers shrink profits because of that theft. So what happens? They got to pass the cost along to you. All right. And yes, inflation is the main driver, but crime is second. Now, quick story. We, we have a little bit of a stake in this. So there's a pizza place that I've gone to for 20 years on Long Island, not in my hometown because they all watch and they all know me, not in my hometown. But, it, but I go when I'm, I'm out. So I ordered a small pie with sausage, okay? About 23, 24 bucks, 30 now. And I looked at the guy in the eye, I said, you won't see me anymore. I'm not paying 30 bucks for that. I can get it, it might not be quite as good, but it'll be good someplace else. So when you see craziness, you, you, the consumer, have some power. But anyway, back to the thefts. So Target, the big chain, okay, their financial officer says that shoplifting has jumped 50% so far this year over last year, resulting in more than $400 million in losses. And this is all happening because of liberal district attorneys who will not prosecute. Shoplifters, shoplifters know it. They know it. They get a ticket. They won't show up for their hearing. They're mostly drug addicts. They don't care. Couldn't care less. So why not do it? And the younger people, say under age 16, they see this. Oh, look, so-and-so's got a new coat. Where'd you get that? I boosted it. I ripped it off. And then they go do it. And there's no penalty. Joining us now from Miami, Florida, Joel Griffith. He is a research fellow in economic policy at the Heritage Foundation. So my setup accurate to you? Your setup is sadly very accurate. And just a story for you. This happened uh, not too long ago, a few years ago, when I was in Washington, D.C., where I spent a lot of time. And I witnessed somebody coming out of a 7-Eleven, and I noticed that the clerk was very frazzled, and she informed me that this gentleman had actually robbed the store. I did something I shouldn't have done. I actually followed him for a bit, called 911, stayed with him about 20, 30 feet behind for 15 minutes, and guess what? The police officers in Washington, D.C. never showed up. 
This has been going on for several years now. And I'll tell you what, it's adding up for consumers. You mentioned that the shoplifting has gone up substantially. Well, I crunched the numbers the other day. And if you divide the total amount of retail theft by family in this country, the typical family is having to foot about a $1,100 annual bill for the stores that they frequent getting robbed. This has got to stop. Okay, $1,100 per American family. They pay more because of costs passed on by the theft, which the liberal elite say is a victimless crime. So all victimless crimes, uh, including drug dealing now, that's a victimless crime, uh, they are not to be prosecuted. That's essentially what's happening, correct? Oh, this is correct. If you look at San Francisco, New York City, both of those cities over the last few years have decided that if you steal less than $1,000 from a retail center, it's not even considered a felony. And what that means is that even if an arrest is made, which is highly unlikely, even if an arrest is made, those thieves are right back out on the streets, able to commit that crime again because they know there will be no felony record whatsoever. And of course, a lot of those criminals that are ripping off stores for a few hundred dollars, they're actually committing other more dangerous crimes as well. And that's part of the reason why you see crimes across the board, not just robbery, but armed theft and homicide increasing across the board in Democrat-run cities across the country. Well, there's no doubt about that because in San Francisco and other liberal centers, the stores are moving out. They're going, look, we're not going to put up with this. We know you're not going to stop it. Now, what is interesting is that many of these stores hire security guards to protect against theft inside the store. Yet the security guards tell me they can't even detain a shoplifter now. They can't even stop the shoplifter from, you know, leaving the store with the goods. And if they do anything physical, they get in trouble. Is that correct? That is correct. A lot of these security guards, even though they would love to do their job, they're actually just there as a possible deterrent. But criminals are catching on and realizing that even if they're caught red-handed, there is very little that that security guard is willing or even able to do because in many instances, those guards will be fired by the stores, not because the store, they're the bad guy, but because they know that now they're incurring civil liability. They could be sued by the actual thieves in some of these left-wing towns. And the the bitter irony here is a lot of the prosecutors where, you know, in days gone by when I was in law school, if you wanted to be a prosecutor, you wanted to actually lock up the criminals. Now you have prosecutors that are running for office, funded often by folks like George Soros, that actually have as their agenda to actually release criminals from the prisons into the streets. And those are the prosecutors. Yeah, that's D. Car. D. Car. I can't. Decarceration. Thank you. Decarceration. Why couldn't I say that? Um, And people vote for that. That's what I mean. I don't understand. I'm a logical guy. I think you're a logical guy. You're a PhD. I mean, you you study this and base your analysis on data or you wouldn't be here. Um, They vote against their own self-interests. So if you're living in a ghetto, if you're a horrible neighborhood and the local bodega or deli is getting knocked over every uh, two days, uh, your prices are going up on everything and you blow for the same people who are allowing that to happen. (laughs) No, I don't. Have you ever looked into that? 
Yeah, you've, you've got a point there, Bill. You know, I work on, used to live by Capitol Hill in D.C., and it's still a, a bit of a dangerous neighborhood. And what's sad is that the majority of the, those communities, there is lower income, but they're law-abiding, they're peaceful people. But when you go to the local Walmart, which I've been to by Union Station, even when you walk in, you feel as if you, as a law-abiding citizen, are suspect because they have everything now behind plexiglass. I'm talking about deodorant, T-shirts, boxers, socks. It makes it very difficult on the vast majority of these low-income folks that are law-abiding because Mayor Bowser and other left-wing mayors in these cities, because they won't enforce the law, it's the lower-income neighbors that are most impacted. Because I'll tell you what, where my family lives now, in suburban Jacksonville, Florida, and Columbus, Ohio, they don't have to deal with this because the cops are still able to do their job. That's, that's you happen right. to be in a blue area, it's a different story. It goes county by county. Um, but the, the statistics are massive in the amount of shoplifting and uh, crimes of property in the big centers that overwhelm the rural suburban areas. But it's coming here to a theater near you. I mean, I live on Long Island, which is a suburban place, and every retailer, I mean, you're absolutely right there, but, but a lot of these guys here, they uh, do vigilante stuff. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but if you, they catch you in their shop and you're doing that, it's not going to be good. Um, anyway, uh, Joel, we really appreciate it. I uh, hope you enjoy the holiday season. Thank you for helping us out tonight. Well, thanks, Bill. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD, Two six five five three two. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, now, one of the reasons, perhaps a primary reason for all this theft, um, is drug addiction. So if you are a drug addict, then you know this. You've got to generate money to buy narcotics. And you can't work because you're stoned all day long. Okay, so there are a few ways to generate money illegally. You can be a prostitute. You can sell drugs, um, but that's a dangerous area. Uh, or you can steal. 
And that's what the majority of drug addicts do. And this is backed up by every study you've ever read. Okay, so drug addiction is now rising in America. It's not falling. It's not like tobacco use. And the reason it's rising is because there's no condemnation of it. So if you are a heroin addict or fentanyl or whatever it may be, you have a disease. And so that gives you an excuse. And also society an excuse not to deal with you. So uh, the liberal bent, the progressive wing, says uh, they have a disease, so it's okay for them to commit crimes every single day, hurt people every single day. They can do that because they have a disease. Why? That's just insane. You got a disease, you got to cure it, or you die. And that's why so many people die from drug overdoses. But there's no attempt to make the disease, drug addiction, a mandatory situation. And most of these drug addicts don't want to kick it. They like living in a state of inebriation. Enter marijuana, which obviously is now going to be legalized soon everywhere in this country. I shouldn't say everywhere. There might be some jurisdictions that hold out. But um, youth marijuana use, okay, is up. And this is a study from the National Poison Data System. From January 1st, 2000 till December 31st, 2020, almost two years ago, and it's worse now. So youth marijuana, all right, exposure six through 18, six, up 245%. This is a disaster because this creates more drug addicts. Now, I know... Many pot users, um, and they, a lot of them have the man buns and the ponytail, and, and they say to me, I use marijuana all the time, doesn't affect me, I am not a drug addict, leave me alone, I want to buy the pot, it helps my elbow, whatever it may be. Okay, all right, I'll take your word for it, that constant use of an inebriant has not hurt you. I don't believe that, but I'll, I'll, be, you know, I'll believe that I don't want to intrude on your high. But the children, as a former high school teacher, I saw what happened, boy. It's devastating. And yet our society, our country, that's never raised. You know, pot is cool. And so while alcohol use among the urchins is going down, all right, pot is going up crazy up. Now, you don't think that's going to have an effect 10 years, 15 years down the road? It will. I tell my son, look, and he doesn't use drugs, and I would know if he did. Um, there's nothing we can do about this other than to reject it because it's bad for you and it's bad for society. It's bad for the country, this pot thing. There's nothing good comes out of this. Um, but for you, the non-drug user, the non-alcohol abuser, this is going to afford you a tremendous advantage because this country is rapidly evolving into two stratas. The people who have no shot to attain the American dream because they're stoned or they're uh, lazy or they won't learn or they don't want to work hard or whatever it may be. No shot. 
that group is increasing. Whereas the fewer people who are motivated and they're sober, they're going to rock it. They're going to prosper because they're going to be the exception. And I think that's the best message that children can get from their parents. If you want to succeed in life on all levels, personal, professional, whatever it may be, stay away from this. This will rob you of motivation, this intoxicant world, okay? That's the best argument. You think that's made in any public school? I don't know of any public school. Yeah, they bring in speakers that say, oh, I went through hell, and then I had to kick it, and don't do it. But they don't really give you the big picture. You're in this world. You go into that world, and nobody forces you into that world. That's why the disease thing is a little questionable, all right? Nobody forces you. I do believe that certain people, my family certainly, um, are more susceptible genetically to addiction, which is why I've never drunk. And, uh, drunk. I've never drank alcohol in my life. And of course, I've never taken a drug. And they mo- I get mocked all the time. You can imagine my friends. Um, but anyway, uh, this is a fairly long sermon here, but it's so important and people don't know it's important because the media will never, ever, 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 ever cover it. Okay, Lady Gaga, you remember, February 24th, 2021, her dog walker, Ryan Fisher, 41 years old, took uh, the rock star's dogs out for a walk. He was accosted by two people, James Jackson, 19-year-old, and his accomplice, Jillian Jalen White. Okay, Jackson shot the dog walker, shot him, and they kidnapped the three dogs. Now, um, this is terrible because uh, Jalen, I'm sorry, uh, Ryan Fisher still has ongoing wounds from this, two surgeries, has breathing problems, numbness, and nerve damage. All right, so now, yesterday, this guy was sentenced, Jackson, and he gets 21 years in prison. So he's 19, he's out at 40, and he'll get out earlier than that. 21 years. He didn't kill the dog walker. In California, that's a harsh sentence, and it should be. Now, this is an interesting part of this story. A woman named Jennifer McBride. So a few days after the dogs were kidnapped, she brings the dogs back to the cops because there was a half million. Uh, let's see. How much was the reward? It was like a... a Big reward. Uh, Trying to find it here. Uh, I can't find it. Anyway, Lady Gaga offered a lot of money to return the dogs, and she did. (laughs) But, of course, the cops one look at her and said, "Mm, where'd you get the dogs? And she had no story. So she's charged, too. She's not going to get any jail time. She's an accessory and receiving stolen property. So that was a a big headline story. I wonder how many news agencies are going to follow that up. I thought it was interesting. Smart life. Okay. I hope you like this segment. If you don't like it, tell me because it's not a hard news segment and we're primarily hard news here, but I think it's important for us and we have a lot of information to give you uh, that information. So we have less than three weeks before Christmas, right? And then we go into the new year stuff and all that. You got to plan everything today. 
But if you want to do anything, you got to plan today. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to do it. Because everything's going to be sold out or this, that, and the other thing. So let me give you an example. On Christmas Eve, uh, my family go to 4 o'clock Mass. Okay? Why? Because it's a zoo, all the other Masses. The people who never go to church, Catholic Mass, they go on Christmas and Easter. <laughs> you know, if you don't go on Christmas and Easter, you might as well just pack it, right? So the churches are like crazy. But 4 o'clock Mass is a little... You know, that's the first one. And it's it's dark and the carols are still relevant. So we we go to four. Right. And then we go at the dinner. Now, many restaurants are open, but some are not. So we got to check it. And, you know, it's a pretty big reservation. So we got to get the seats. And if I don't do that now, I'm not going to get the seats, even though it's me. Okay, so I'll wind up in a diner someplace. Nothing wrong with diners, but Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, we got to have the big meal in the afternoon, okay? And luckily, my sister is a great cook, so she takes care of all that because I don't know what I'm doing. And, but we have to get the ingredients and what we're going to get and where we're going to get it and who it's going to be delivered and what's going to be shopped for and all of that. Okay. I assume you guys can take care of your own Christmas present situation. <laughs> then on New Year's cycle, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, forget it for me. I'm out of I. I I don't want part of it. I don't like the hats. I don't like the horns. I don't like going to Vegas to watch uh, uh, Lady Gaga or somebody like that. I, yeah. I'm out. New Year's Day, ah, people over, you know. Um, and again, you're going to plan it. Invite ahead of time. You want them to be available because New Year's Day is popular. So in Smart Life, whatever you're going to do, write it down, plan it now, execute it. This day in history, December 6, 1849, a American hero who most people have never heard of, Harriet Tubman, escaped from slavery in Maryland. Now, this woman was one of the most extraordinary people in American history. So 173 years ago, December 6, 1849, she bolts and she walks to Philadelphia, a free situation. All right. There. She reorganizes, works as a free woman, even though if she went back to the South, she'd be, she would be, and gets enough money to start to organize freeing slaves, which she does. Okay? She even frees her 90-year-old mother. And uh, she was responsible for 300 slaves being moved out of there in slave territory. Okay. Now, while she was a slave, at age 13, she was severely beaten. I mean, this is just horrifying, and had physical problems her whole life because of those beatings that she got in Maryland. So anyway, she organizes the Underground Railroad with others, and they pump uh, slaves, escaped slaves, up to the north. She herself personally rescued 300. Civil War breaks out. She goes back to South. This is Harriet Tubman again. Becomes a spy for the Union. She lives until age 91 in upstate New York, buried with full military honors. Now, how many people know that story? Every American should. Right back with the mail and a final thought. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. 
the Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's get to some mail. Uh, This is from Perry on a message board. Message board, you go on there, concierge preview member, you guys meet each other, chat. Um, It's really fun. Hey, Bill, here's the rub. I believe that the last two elections have had some serious tinkering done by interested parties. Is this conspiracy thinking? Nope. Just common sense without tangible evidence to back it up. I think that's a good point. So because of the tinkering, is it likely any election is going to be overturned? Nope. I think we'll continue to have elections that are questionable as long as we allow mail-in voting, extended voting, early voting, blah, blah, blah. blah. You're probably right. But it's massive fraud that the states have to be investigating aggressively. But I would assign a special prosecutor, I would, to look at the 2020 election. I absolutely would. Too many doubts. Dave Huber of Pemberville, Ohio. You mentioned last week the Biden administration has done a few things to help gas prices. What are they? Uh, Number one, the release of the petroleum in the oil reserves. That brought the price in America down a bit. Number two, very quietly, the Biden administration have dropped a lot of regulations that kept the energy companies from harvesting and producing the oil. That's what they've done. Dave Stoltz, Overland Park, Kansas. Many Republicans say that a Trump presidential campaign would be a disaster for the Republican Party. If this is true, why is the left trying to prevent Trump from running? Because they hate him. They want to kill him. They want to destroy him stomp him into the earth. Hatred overcomes practical thinking, always. Um, Bill McConnell, East Islip, New York, out here on Long Island. I support multiple causes throughout the year, wounded soldiers, first responders, animal welfare. I'm now inundated with dozens of mailings from foundations. Um, What can I do? Nothing. Now, if the problem is that everybody sells their list. So you don't donate bill to something and they sell their list to another charity. We don't do that, by the way. BillOReilly.com, never. And we could make a lot of money doing it because we have a lot of people on the list. But we don't do it because we don't want this. Now, the only thing you can do practically is before you make the donation, call and say um, you're doing it anonymously. Now, you got to put your name on a check. I understand. But you don't want any be on any list. You can do that. I don't know what they'll do it or not. I mean, that's what, how crazy it is. All right, Scott Banning, thank you for your charity discussion on the news tonight. I'm looking to give some money to charity this month. Can you steer me? Um, I like big brothers and sisters in your local county, uh, Scott. And I like independencefund.org. These are the high-tech wheelchairs for the severely wounded military and police. And I like your local food bank. Every county has a local food bank. You just walk on in, check it out yourself, and hand them a check. 
Uh, Margot Freer, Medford, Oregon. Thank you, Bill, for giving details about your charitable foundation. Even though things are tight, I'm going to reshuffle my finances and visit your store. Well, thank you, Margot. That's very nice of you. Look, I explained that our foundation, the Winifred and William O'Reilly Foundation, my parents' names, um, we don't take money from anybody. It's not like the Clinton Foundation, all right? And we don't expense anything. It's not like I'm renting my car off the foundation money. So we just give um, money straight to charity. And part of that money comes from the store because I get money from the store. And I give it to my employees in a form of, of salary. And then I give a lot to charity. So that's the deal. So please buy from the BillOReilly.com Christmas and Hanukkah store. Irvine Edelman, Cape Town, South Africa. Hey, Bill, one of your latest columns was very outspoken. People need to hear the truth from historians like you. Well, thank you, doctor. I appreciate that. Dr. Edelman has a fine practice down in Cape Town. Um, The column is Elon Musk shakes it up. Posted for everybody right now on BillOReilly.com. Debbie Fogmartin. Where does Debbie live? Debbie, you didn't tell me where you live. Oh, Debbie lives in Phoenix. I'm sorry, Debbie. Hey, Bill, I always try to listen to you on the No Spin News, KFYI, out of Phoenix, but I've never looked at BillOReilly.com. When you said on the radio to check it out, I did, and I was blown away. There are so many interesting stories that I want to read. Everything is right there. Well, good. I spread the word, BillOReilly.com. It's fun, and you'll learn a lot. What more can we do, right? Um, William Pagano, Stratford, Connecticut, just finished Killing the Legends. It found it most enjoyable and compelling of all the 12 Killing books. Wow. Get the highest rating on Amazon, 92% excellent on Amazon from readers. Boggles my mind, but thank you for reading the book. Um, let's go to the uh, Bill O'Reilly store. Just briefly, real quick. I don't want to belabor this every day, but we have uh, Christmas ornaments for the tree. Want to get them in now? Uh, they are beautiful. You will love them. And then we have, uh, mugs, the perennial stand up for your country mugs. You'll love them. And then we have autograph books. If you want autographed books signed personally by me, no Bob Dylan stuff here. If you want autographed books, get the order in now. Okay, because I got to sign thousands and thousands of books. All right. And Killing the Legends remains a big bestseller. Word of the day, do not be tenuous. T-E-N-U-O-U-S. Right back with a final thought. Okay, here's the final thought of the day, and it's an important one. You know, we all have challenges in life, and all our lives are going to end. And some of them are going to end in a gruesome way. And we have no control over that unless we're doing destructive things to ourselves. But when bad things happen in relationships, in the job market, in your health situation, there's only one thing you can do, only one. Fight. Fight. Whatever it is. You just say, I'm not going to whine about it. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to fight as hard as I can to correct this issue. Sometimes you're not going to be successful. 
But that is the most noble thing human beings can do. When bad things happen to you, you don't give in. You fight as hard as you can. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.